Saturday, turning up with a new host. Live on all platforms, east to the west coast. Don't sleep on her, she gon' bring me the good vibes. Real people and they opinions, it's on life. Word on the street, she got reviews on the best high. Time for the show, now we going to her live. Welcome back to another episode of Kendra After Dark. Today I have a very special guest host named Jessica Gonzalez, also known as the Mommy Jane. <laughs> yeah. well, Hi everyone. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, I was so excited that you were like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and it's just a pleasure to, to be able to talk to you and kind of be able to go over exactly what your experience has been with cannabis and in the industry and such. So just to kind of give our listeners an idea or a background of who you are, can you let us know? I would love to. From First of all, I am also a mother of two, um, just like our dear host, Kendra. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here to break the stigma with cannabis. I have successfully weaned myself off of prescription drugs um, and alcoholism and 100 pounds of postpartum baby weight. We can all relate, okay? So, <laughs> and actually, like, the crazy thing about my postpartum weight was 60 pounds of it was gained after I had the baby. So it wasn't even like, but I was so depressed and so isolated that I literally, like, was eating myself into comfort, into oblivion, without even realizing, and drinking alcohol simultaneously, and taking prescription drugs, because we all know that that's an awesome combination. So my mental health deteriorated, um, and once I moved to Orange County and away from my girlfriend, who is my only cannabis friend that I've ever had, like up until now, obviously, because I have plenty now, um, but prior to that, I was alone, and she was the only one I'd ever had. And, you know, you guys know how it is. You, you go to the park, and you're so afraid for them to know the truth. And I obviously I'm not anymore, but for years, for, throughout my 20s, I was mortified. Obviously, yes, I'd be a little high at the park. And I was afraid, like, can, can the mom tell? Can they smell it on me? Would they be my friend if they knew? Like, all this stuff. It's like, I'm smoking it so I can talk to them at the park. But I'm so anxious because of the stigma. I'm not even introducing myself because I'm second-guessing myself. It was like this fucked-up thing. So I created the Mommy Jane. Because I felt that once my girlfriend Rachel left and it was just myself in Orange County, which those of you may or may not know is a very uh, red county in a blue state. So it's like I was outnumbered and that's fine. I can I can be the minority in a situation, especially for something that I believe in. But the thing that was hard for me is like, where do you find the friends, you know, and I really needed friends and we all need friends. We are We've never been more connected socially, but never felt more isolated. So I needed something that was going to, A, um, prove that cannabis was a healing plant, and B, that it wasn't as bad as we all are making it out to be, and C, you can literally live a fucking successful life as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, and smoke the herb all day, every day. Yeah. So I created this um, platform, I guess you could say, or they... Instagram did, and then I created my own little baby platform inside Instagram, um, and I dubbed it the Mommy Jane's Neighborhood because I wanted to be the Mr. Rogers of the cannabis industry. I wanted to tell people that they were beautiful, they were fucking perfect just the way they are, and that cannabis was only a cog in the wheel of greatness of who they were. It wasn't just cannabis that was making them great. It wasn't just cannabis that was making their life great. It was a component of all these awesome things that you need to succeed in life, and I wanted to show everybody that I was going to crawl out of my dark hole and fucking catapult my success, self to success 
and the way I saw it, you know, because everyone's going to see their success in a different way. What I'm doing for myself is not what I need for, from everybody else. Like not everybody needs to be in my role, but where I'm at right now is what I, what I want to truly do and be. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I never anticipated the um, magnitude and the, um, the frequency of growth that I, that I got, that I'm getting, but I, that just goes to show there, there's a, a need for that. There's a need for that conversation to have that space. And our community is really loving, um, really positive. And, uh, we've, we've had our first bully like two weeks ago. It was, and he was gone within seconds because it just doesn't last. You know, there's so much love that he couldn't vibe. He couldn't even vibe. He just had to vibe right out. So. Right. And I think one of the one of the first things that I saw from you, because so I've been smoking cannabis since I was 20. I got my medical card here in Arizona about three years ago now. So I I haven't really been very into the industry until this year. I decided, hey, I want to do this podcast. I want to break the stigma because I, I already talked to people on a previous podcast. I found out that I really enjoyed listening to people's stories. And there's so many like-minded people that go through bullshit in life that do also use cannabis. And, you know, we all go through the same thing. It's whether you use cannabis or not. I've had guests who don't use cannabis on. I've had some that use it every day, some that use only That's a little awesome. bit, you know, yeah. CBD. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and that was my thing is I was like, I want to be able to get everybody in a, you know, a situation where they understand like, wow, you go through a problem that I did too. And also, like you said, be able to go to soccer practice and know that, yeah, I smoked before I came here, but now I'm fine and my anxiety isn't through the roof and I can talk to you and I'm not uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes. I'm so grateful that I can be in this space now and just like be present, be medicated and just be and not worry about it. And if they find out and they don't like me, then that is so okay because I have the neighborhood to turn to. If I'm feeling low, if I'm feeling isolated, because I do still feel that way around here. I'm definitely still in a very, um, you know, conservative area. So I have to pick and choose my battles and that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm still, like I said, able to make friends, but that community is everything to me. And when I'm feeling down, they know exactly what to say to pull me back up. And and that just goes to show that this plant is more than it is healing um, inside. It heals everything outside of it too. Yeah, I definitely, I agree. And part of doing the show is like, I want to review both THC and CBD items. So I started reaching out to different companies and was lucky enough to like, for instance, I have this CBD daily. I've posted it up before. It's this um, intensive cream and it's THC free. It's just CBD, but I suffer from really bad chronic back pain, like my lower back. And I kid you not, I've tried for years. I've had it since I was 16. I'm 31 now. You know what I mean? So I've tried to find something and I can literally put this stuff on and feel better. Or I can, you know, drink some uh, tea that has THC or CBD in it. And it like actually makes me relax a lot more than like the baclofen that I get as it is for my my back problems. Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So she's bringing up tea and medicated tea. Did you guys see, if you follow her on Instagram, she did extracts in her drinks. She put it in her freaking Starbucks, which is so perfect because I always hear about moms and dads. I overhear them all the time going, oh, this isn't this isn't Starbucks in my to-go cup. <laughs> They're drinking their own little thing going on. So what's wrong with us putting a little THC in our tea? Yeah. How does that work for you? Do you just do like a little squirt and just carry on with your day and drink it and 
all's well? Yeah, so I, um, that, I've only recently kind of started dabbling in that, because like I said, for me, um, drinkables really help with my back pain, and I haven't been able to find the soda that I really like here in town lately, not at the dispensaries I go to, so I asked a few different bud tenders what they thought, and they were like, well, why don't you get some distillate, and it's fully activated, you know what I mean, so you don't even have to do anything, exactly, and that's the same, you know, a lot of people, I've tried distillate in food before, we put it in barbecue sauce and had some awesome like medicated barbecue sandwiches you know so hot hot drinks it's gonna be amazing and basically um I just took (laughs) the smallest amount the bud tender showed me she's like this will probably give you like 100 milligrams and I was like okay so yeah I just took a, a small amount of it put it in there and I had an iced coffee that day. So I sat there and started around for like a good amount of time until it was all off my straw and yeah. yeah. And I just drank it and I was, I was relaxed that whole day. I was having really bad back pain. The fact that it like kind of calmed my nerves enough. I was like, this is exactly what I needed. (laughs) And it tastes good too. You know, when medicine can taste good. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's bliss right there. And it's part of your routine. You're not going out of your way to pack a bowl, um, and you're not going to work smelling like cannabis. And I feel I not that we all can't, you guys. I I know we wish we could. It'd be so nice to be able to walk in and just be reeking of of the goodness. But not all of us can walk into work like that. So what a great way to discreetly medicate and less accoutrements. You know, like you just do a little spurt to your coffee, stir it up, and then you're set for the day. Which for you, you need to. You need the the longevity of it. You know. Yeah. So I think that's really really cool. Yeah, definitely. So let me ask you when, um, as far as how you said you lost a hundred pounds since, you know, consuming cannabis, how exactly did that take place? Did you just kind of substitute it or? It was a long journey. It took me three years to lose weight, you guys, because I didn't quit alcohol in the beginning. I didn't see alcohol as a a problem because at that time that was like the height, the increase of of the wine mom. Like that was the beginning of it. So the popularity of it. It was in Home Goods and it was in Target and everything was rose this and wine o'clock this. And so I didn't see it as something that I needed to stop. I just figured I just needed to work out maybe a little bit more in order to make up for that sort of lifestyle choice. But then it got to the point where I was like, knowing I was like snapping at my kids and just too tired from the night before drinking, I didn't want to go to the gym. And it was like becoming a hindrance on like my well-being. I was sleeping in, so I wasn't working out. So I was like, okay, something's got to give, you know? So I omitted the alcohol intake and obviously, you know, I wasn't like a maniac at working out, but I definitely worked out like three to five days a week. I just love doing it. And I never did it for more than 30 minutes and it wasn't anything crazy. It was just moving, moving to some extent. And I just really love doing yoga with Adrian at home on my TV. That was, that was comfortable for me. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean, I didn't want to go to the gym, you know, especially when you're, when you're first losing weight, it's so hard because all you are is like staring at yourself in the mirror and like grading yourself. And that's totally not what we need. Like we need a sweet woman in front of us telling us how awesome we are telling us we love ourselves. And I needed her. I needed that sort of encouragement and that love that I wasn't giving myself at the time. So, um, once you quit alcohol, things start to change um, physio- you know, more than just physiologically. Psycho- psychologically, you're starting to change, too. So because it, it's, it's a depressant, we all know this, um, my thoughts were less depressed and they were less this. And so I realized it was like a chain reaction. Like, okay, if I don't drink the night before, then I have the energy to the go to the gym and then I'm not making bad choices for my food. 
because I'm not feeling hungover. And it was like one thing after another. And um, then I realized that if I smoked some strains, I would have the munchies and sometimes I wouldn't want to eat the thing. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? So I went to Google and I just went crazy. I I was like, my uncle was dying at the time. I wasn't sleeping because I was so stressed out. So I would spend every moment that I was like up in the middle of the night waiting for responses from my family who was uh, with them through hospice and stuff. Uh, I would be researching cannabis compounds. And once it came across THCV, it all made sense to me. I was like, this is what I'm smoking those times. It's a strain that is THCV dominant. I was probably smoking Durban poison or Girl Scout cookies because it was back in the day and there wasn't like a plethora of strains um, available like there are now. But um, I was on a crusade at that point. And then I downloaded weed maps and I would spend hours before I would call the delivery and find out what fucking strain wasn't going to give me munchies, but still give me enough energy to go to the gym. So it was like, it was so fucking hard back in the day. <laughs> I am like so grateful not to be like back in the my day, but really it's so much easier now. There's so many fucking apps and experiences that are already uh, generated for that like product. And you, you already know what you're going to get. And God bless everybody who's made it easier along the way so that this new wave of consumers will know to find that wellness immediately and they won't be scared they won't have that bad edible experience because they'll find the right medicine for them yeah i think that's pretty awesome i definitely i'm somebody who my weight fluctuates up and down i'm right now on like a, a spiral of gaining back a lot of weight after i lost a bunch of weight you know so and i talk with so many different people who either have problems gaining weight or problems losing weight and most of that i heard up until you seeing your story is like you know i gained so much weight just by being able to consume cannabis it gave me the appetite i needed and things like that for those that are underweight so it's yes. nice to know that there are the strains available that are going to affect somebody different so like you said you don't have the munchies and you feel more motivated let's say because that's something I do specifically mm-hmm. I love to smoke some sativa before I go hit the gym <laughs> like, yes <laughs> and then put on the gangster rap <laughs> <laughs> exactly whatever is gonna get me going you know whatever, yeah, classic rock. I listen to all of it you guys but I just yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. And if I'm having like a really, I need to get pumped. I have my, you know, all my rap music and okay. one pro, yeah. you know, one little playlist already. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's called ego boosting music. Sometimes you need your ego boost and you find me one motherfucking rapper that doesn't have an ego. Okay. So if you need a good ego boost, you listen to a rapper and they will boost that ego right up to where you need to be to take over the world. Don't do that kickboxing, whatever. <laughs> yep, I agree. Uh, another one of the things that kind of draw uh, drew me into your profile on Instagram, one of the first lives that I ever saw was you reading with your kids. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I'm so glad that you had an opportunity to see that. You know, um, I don't really think twice because I'm an Aries and I'm very compulsive. And I feel like I, after I did that, I was like, was that too much? Was that too crazy? Like, do, is the community ready for that? Is Instagram ready for that? You know? But I just knew in my heart, like, yeah, like, yeah, this is this is what we need to do. We need to spread awareness. On my personal Instagram um, today, I was talking to my daughter and educating her about terpenes, alpha pining. The sap was coming out of the pine tree, and I let her touch it and smell it. So I was teaching her about the the terpenes that are in sap, and and so she's educated as well. So there's always an opportunity to educate, and and there's a quote that obviously I wrote that is circulating around. our community, but 
destigmatization starts at home, you guys. It's the education is destigmatization, and and I I can't press that enough. And, and not just our children. I mean, I, our parents, our neighbors. We have opportunities at all times to use the correct dialogue to educate. And if someone's saying something incorrect about cannabis, you stop them and go, actually, you know, uh, this is what it really is. And, and and to be honest, right now there's about to be a huge wave of raw cannabis, and that's medicine that won't get you high. So. For all the naysayers in the world right now, they're about to get hit with something that's going to blow their mind where they're going to get all the therapeutic benefits of cannabis without the psychoactivity, full cannabinoid, full spectrum wellness. And and everybody, I mean, even children can benefit from this because there's no psychoactivity. So this is going to change. It's going to revolutionize um, America and probably be a huge help in the destigmatization. So just re- just think about that you guys there's always a way to educate <laughs> yeah do you think though like i'm very open with my children so i have two i have one that's 8 and one that'll be 5 this year and i have been very open with both of my kids about medicine and you know going to get medicine and um even explaining di- dispensaries and things like that so much to where i've been criticized of like oh your kid is too young they shouldn't know that do you feel that there is like an appropriate age or do you think that's just yeah. part of the stigma itself? I, okay. Yes. Yes. And yes, actually to both of it. Well, there, the age is whatever the mom feels is correct. I feel like, okay, it's just, this is a perfect example. Two years ago, my oldest was like, I want to, I can't wait to babysit um, Hazel. I'm, I'm going to be such a great babysitter. And I was like, uh, you're not babysitting this kid anytime soon, but people change, you know, and then they grow older. So the eight year old Leona and the, 11-year-old Leona are obviously two different people. So I feel like every parent knows what their child can handle. My five-year-old is wise beyond her years. Mm-hmm. I probably would not have told my uh, oldest as a five-year-old the stuff that I am telling my current five-year-old. But you can tell your child's readiness. It's just like the talk. All these talks, we all know, you guys. We all know when it's right. We know that moment where it's like, this is your chance. you got to do it now. So use that your kid will give you that availability that'll it'll it'll come up in conversation and they're so much brighter than we give them credit for and they probably know way more than you even think already so just know that because we don't give them ever any child enough credit we really really don't they're so much more smart smarter than we'll ever 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 comprehend and um especially this new generation i really really believe so much in the higher conscious that's happening with them and, and how much they are going to be such a greater species of humans than we ever were. So, um, just, yeah, there's the age is whatever you feel is safe. And, uh, what was the second part of the question? Sorry, I know it was a two part. Oh, basically if it was part of the stigma, which yeah, it part is. Of the stigma. And yes, I, I, I do want to reiterate that we do put that stigma on ourselves. We'll, we'll say that's another reason why I left Facebook. You guys won't find me on Facebook because that's where I left because I was getting attacked for, what I was doing from even friends and family members. And so it wasn't worth it to me to be on a platform with negative energy when I knew there could be a space where I could be safe. And, and, and that's where we break stigmas is creating safe spaces and, and educating and normalizing and being good humans every single day. I always um, say to my followers, put your best face forward every day. If you are doing your best every single day, you're breaking the stigma. You're being a good employee, a good mom, you're breaking the fucking stigma right now. So do it like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. And 
I think we're kind of lucky, um, our generation, uh, you know, it's spanning down to our kids because we do have social media because for instance, something that I always talk about is I feel like growing up, I didn't learn the appropriate way, um, or the appropriate method for self-care or meditation, you know, some of those things that really help you hone into what exactly makes you, you, and makes you more comfortable with yourself. And I feel like at least now we have the opportunity to be able to Google or YouTube these things and see how many different ways of, you know, types of meditation there is. The same with the cannabis industry. I was able to go on Instagram and kind of see, you know, find like-minded community of people who are empowering each other and lifting them up. And it's not a bunch of negativity, like you were saying, because that's, that's exactly what I don't want, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. We, we have enough of that. We Our community has dealt with that enough for years, you guys. I think it's up to us now to just end it. And I, 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 if, oh, I'm just sorry if I sound like so frustrated at this point, but I'm so sick. There should be no drama in this industry. I know it's hard. It's a huge request, but we, if we are consuming cannabis daily and we're practicing mindfulness and we're practicing awareness and consciousness with what we say and love all choosing love at all times, then there shouldn't be that dialogue of, Oh, I don't like this person or they did this to me or this person screwed me over. There wouldn't be that because we'd be so aware that we wouldn't be treating our brothers and sisters in the community like that. And it just, it hurts me when I see people using others and it hurts me when I see people, you know, just using the plant, not for good. And it, it, it just really, really breaks my heart. And I know I shouldn't attach that. And I know that's like something I need to let go of myself, but it's really hard. It's really hard. There's enough bad in this world. I wish our community would just choose good more often. Yeah. I would like to say that I feel like we're going in the right direction of doing that. Um, only because the majority of people that I see or talk to or even have conversations with on the podcast, it, it feels like a lot of people want that. So I'm hoping, like, fingers crossed, of course, you know. Yeah. Come a long way. Let's not lose hope now, you guys. It, it, the problem is, and I think this is what the problem might be, it's an, it's, there's people that are there for the profit and there's people that are there for the plant. And people from the profit aren't necessarily veterans like we are. Like, I've been smoking for years. I don't know how long you have. It doesn't matter how long we all have. But I'm just saying there's there's some of us that have been here in this space for a very long time, living in the closet, living with the stigma. And, um, you know, this is our chance to just change it all now. We're about to enter a new decade, you guys. It's a new era. It's going to be up to us to really do some amazing things in these next couple of years. I like where it's going so far. I'm not sure if you saw, but I had um, Jasmine on a past episode. She is from Phoenix, Arizona, and she actually is the organizer of a, a network called Pink Kush Network. And, you know, she, her whole thing is um, make a safe environment to be able to consume. And, you know, it's, it's run by women. And so it's, it's a pretty awesome, like initiative that she took in order to one, like get females together, because I feel like a lot of times that's something that we still lack in. I have to say yeah. though, I feel like so far in the cannabis industry, the people that I've talked to, I've been very open and like, there hasn't been any drama, but I know that it's there, you know, a little bit still, but yeah. I like the idea of her being able to pull people together. And so instantly hearing about that, I was like, yeah, that's something I can get behind, you know, whether it's females, males, everything. I, I think it's very important for people to get past the, 
war on drugs <laughs> aspect of like, where are we now? What year is it? You know? Yeah. God, that's exactly what it's like. And, and it does still feel like there is a war on drugs. You know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people fighting for the, for the, for the, um, schedule one is still to stand as long as it can, because they're going to benefit from it so much more. It's just so scary to think the people that have the power behind, um, these pharmaceuticals and alcohol companies, you know, and how much money is behind it as well. But hopefully we have more. Yeah. And, and that's scary too. Cause I think about it, there's been a couple of different cases where, um, people have tried cannabis or even just seeing, the different stories of like children that are using CBD oil to kind of combat um, seizures and things like that. It's like, there's so much available to do with this plant. And it's not even just, it's not even just consuming in medical necessities. It's like, what can I make out of hemp and, you know, different things like that. So there's so much involved in it. It's like, and it's nice to see it opening up because I, at young, my parents used to always be like, someday you're going to be able to buy that in a shop. And it's like, but it's so illegal. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And now going and being like, yeah, I can. I'll go get some right now. I live right down the street from one. Next up is Target. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, come on. Add a dispensary in there. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm always like, Costco, what's up? You have a nice pharmacy. Costco for some of my friends. <laughs> uh, what would you... <laughs> right I know see I'm, I'm a bulk buyer I like to buy some things in bulk in bulk for sure what do you say has been your favorite part of the the journey so far uh my favorite part of the journey is meeting the people with the success stories in person it's wonderful to interview them on the live so great and that's what I knew I knew in my heart if I started interviewing people on lives that there would be an outlet for me to be able to meet these people in person one day Yep. And it's like, to me, like that's my celebrity is someone that has, has changed their lives for the better with this plant and they're, or they're surviving because of this plant, like that is the ultimate like hero in my mind, because they're, they made that brave choice to not choose those pills, which is a very hard choice because we, they make it so convenient for us and so fucking easy. And it's, it makes us feel so good so quickly. And it's, that's the scariest thing is how, how, how they know, they know exactly what the hell they're doing. And right. it's just, that, that's, that's the part that just scares me the most. So when I meet people that have overcome such a hard war within themselves to get out of that battle, um, and to be be clean and, and choose plants as often as possible. I know not all of us can because some of us have chemical imbalances, et cetera, and you just need it. So I understand not everybody can do plant medicine, but choosing plants as often as possible. And I meet them in person and they are brave enough to share their stories with me. That's like, that's music. That's everything to my soul. It's medicine. It's everything. I, I can't wait to live this lifetime so much longer and heal through their healing as well. I really, really I just I see it in my eyes. I can see the future of, of what's going to come. And I'm just so excited for it. See, and this is one of the re no, you're good. Your emotion. I, I can tell how invested in this you are as far as like, like you said, the healing process or even just breaking the stigma and bringing people together and meeting different yeah. people. I love the fact that you're all of the different lives that I've watched. You're so positive and just like your vibe is really it's really good. You radiate awesome energy all together. You know what I mean? So to see you get emotional, even talking about 
your favorite part of being in the industry is is just it shows a lot of like the type of person you are yeah when my friends meet me the friends that i now hold within this industry they go you know it's so weird when i was gonna you know meet you for the first time and hang out with you i, I was thinking is she gonna be like this like is she gonna be as nice as i think she is gonna be and and you're exactly how you are on on the camera and it's true like i Every day when I do those videos, I, that's me. Like, I don't brush my hair. I'm not brushing my teeth. I'm not putting my bra on. I'm literally just, like, it's, it's like if you guys just came over and I'm like, let me update you on my shit. Like, come on, let's talk about this stuff. Like, crazy stuff's happening, you know? Yeah. Let's have some coffee. And that's the way I, I, I just always wanted to be. I, 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 there's so much perfection in social media, and I just didn't want to be that. I just saw the need for authenticity I saw the need for reality in a real way, not in the way that we were raised, not in the Kim Kardashian reality. I'm talking about the fucking heartache and people stealing your ideas and people dumping you and all this bad shit that happens. Like, show it. This is us. Like, we've all lost jobs before. We've all lost deals. We've all been fucking screwed over. We've all dealt with dumb motherfuckers. So it's nice when you, like, see that and you're like, okay, well, I'm not the only one failing right now. Or maybe I'm not the only one succeeding right now. Like, this feels good when we succeed together. It feels good also when we fail together as long as we are together, you know? Yeah. What I want. I don't want that to ever stop. I don't want to ever want that feeling where people go on my lives and they talk amongst each other and and maybe even ignore what I'm saying with the the speaker. And that's even better. Like, yes, talk amongst yourselves because if you're at my house at a house party and I'm like getting to know my friend, AKA the person I'm interviewing and other people are chit chatting, that's cool too. Like that's the neighborhood. It's so cool to see that in virtual form because we all can't be there. And I get that. But until we can, it's so cool to see the love that's, that's brought in together and, uh, and amongst the people, you know, it really, really is neat. Yeah. I, I definitely, I agree. I, I like it so much. And you mentioned how you just do your videos as is like no getting ready and stuff. And that's one of the things I noticed and loved about you. Cause I was like, you're so real because, um, especially after my second kid, like I don't get up and get full makeup ever. Like (laughs) you see me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like even, you know, even to go to work, I'm like, okay, eyeliner out the door. You know, <laughs> that's a good day. It, <laughs> right. Exactly. So I like that because it is you do see a lot of videos and you see a lot of people out there who every single thing they're so made. They're so ready. And I mean, I will. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, you do not smoke joints like that. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. And sometimes I, I see I see the coolest videos and I'm like, how do you do that? I try to blow smoke out my mouth like that, and it's like, <laughs> Listen, PKs taught me. I did a photo shoot with them last year, and they were the ones that taught me how to blow smoke like a cool person because I was like, what the fuck? I cough every time. My husband's like, what are you doing? And you're like, smoke in your eye, and you're winking at me. So this is the trick. You actually hold it in your mouth like a cigar, and you release like by gently pushing your tongue out with it. You're like, the, the tongue is coaxing the smoke out in a draw like that so kind of kind of like when you're blowing o's like how you kind of use your tongue yeah, to oh see that's the thing that's the ironic part okay, hold on let me see if this actually works maybe it'll show maybe this will this demo will make more sense <laughs> your whole live action yeah see it's very see? it's very frenchy okay. from greece you know <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that's a good example <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Vapes are good. What is your favorite way? What's your favorite way to consume? Look, right now, to be honest, because I'm getting old, their lungs, I'm not saying old because I'm not old, I'm getting older, 
but I'm getting older lungs. Right now, my main thing is sublinguals capsules under the tongue, full spectrum raw cannabis, THCA, CBD, different ratios depending on my mood. But I've been freaking loving full spectrum under the tongue. It's the shit because you don't have to use as much because it's like a thousand cannabinoids instead of like one. It's crazy effective, crazy effective, especially when it's under the tongue. So it's like almost like an edible, but almost like a vape at the same time because you like kind of chew it and digest it. But it's great. I, I am obsessed. But if we're talking like all around forever, if my lungs were going to catch fire, I would be smoking. Well, I, I would say joints, but joints only for the sake that I have, I have friends around. But I really just love a fucking bong, yeah. and, and that's it. One snap and I'm done, and it doesn't hurt my lungs as much. Pipes are a little bit too, you know, too harsh. I, I love bongs. Yeah. Pipes are, like, my, my go-to, to be honest. If we're, like, really being honest, yeah, I load that peach up, take a hit, and walk away. Yeah, in the morning, I definitely, like, load a pipe, and, <laughs> you know, uh, midday, I'm a pipe person, too. But bongs are, I love bongs. But I smoke yeah. a lot of, I smoke a lot of blunts because it's easier, especially with sharing people. I'm all, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just roll that up. Ready to go to share, yeah. Well, my <laughs> husband doesn't smoke. Like, he vapes at night with me, and sometimes he'll do, like, those 2.5 mints, you know, like the littlest little mints that they make, the micro-microdoses. So yeah. he'll do those and, like, get super wild, I guess, on 2.5 milligrams. And that's his thing. Like, he is the – he's, like – so funny because I'm learning about how microdosing is actually like almost macrodosing if you do it right. And he was like, I, I knew all along that I was right with this low dosing and it was more effective. And also I was like, okay, you're the expert now. You can create your own Instagram. <laughs> go, be, go be the pro. <laughs> but yeah, he's always like that. He's, he's, he knows things before they happen. And another thing I, I should probably listen to him is he's very good. He's in, very in, intuitive. He doesn't know this though, but he is. He's always warns me about the right people and I should always listen to him. Did you have, does your husband do that to you? Does he go, ah, I told you not to blah, blah, blah with him. Like, oh, I didn't listen to you. Right? Well, so uh, my boyfriend, so my ex has, no, no, I have a soon to be, I have a soon to be ex-husband, but I have a current relationship. I have a boyfriend um, and he is the type of person that is like, watch, I bet this, this, and this will happen. And then I'll be like, no way, they would never do that. And sure as shit, like three hours later, they'll call me and do exactly that. <laughs> you know? He's intuitive too. Yeah, he's an yeah, Aries. Yeah, he is. I'm also, he's real, real fiery. Yeah, exactly. And I'm always like, man, because there's been situations where I'm like, it's just so outlandish where I'm like, no way, that's not going to happen. And sure as shit, I, and I sit there and I'm like, why did you do that? You like. It's like the scariest thing on the planet. And sometimes when he, they say things, they're like, well, she didn't say that. Because now if it comes true, I'm going to be like, ah. Right, exactly. <laughs> You're a witchy You're a wizard. So let me, you said that your husband doesn't smoke. Has that ever been like a issue in your guys' relationship? Absolutely. It was, it is so crazy that we literally just finished filming four educational videos for can i brands and it's gonna go on youtube so you guys will be able to see it and get educated on raw cannabis but as you're like what the hell is she talking about raw cannabis but i never would have thought like there was a moment i went to zentopia that black and black light party a couple weeks ago yeah and he was there shooting for a vape company and i was looking at him across the room going i never would have thought we'd be in the same room together like i'm taking dabs and he's taking pictures of me taking dabs I used to hide in the fucking closet with a vape pen and like, or like wait two hours after he left for work and it would hit an apple with a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of cannabis that I brought home from Northern California because 
I was a housewife in Rancho Cucamonga and no, knew no one with weed until I met Rachel, you know? So, yeah, we were, he was, he was raised in a Catholic household. Obviously, they were very conservative. Me, with my liberal hippie ass coming into his life, was probably like a culture shock. Like, we were like two different sides of the streets, you know, like just different viewpoints. Like I took naked hot tubs with my family and he told his mom nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> secrets are kept. Everything was set on my side. It was like completely the complete opposite. So he took a long time and he told me like a year ago after I did a podcast, because I was saying on a podcast that, oh, he didn't know for years and blah, blah, blah. He's like, by the way, I listened to your podcast and I totally knew. And I was just being respectful. I was like, yeah, right. Respectful. We thought so much about it. We fought so much about it because in his mind, he didn't want me on prescription pills. He didn't want me on cannabis. He, in his mind, wanted Jess as Jess. But I looked at him and I was like, listen, motherfucker, you're not, you don't like Jess as Jess because Jess as Jess is a fucking psychopath. So you want Jess with cannabis. You want Jess with CBD. Right. You want Jess that's medicated with plant medicine. Maybe not Xanax Jess, maybe not Percocet Jess, but perhaps cannabis Jess was good. So, and he, you know, he makes fun of me if I get a little too high at night when the kids go to bed, he's like, Oh my gosh, like your eyes are gone. Like he'll say little comments like that. But lately, like I think because of this industry, he's been, he's been hitting that pen more than once at night. So, you know, he's learning to unwind on his own too. So definitely still a micro misser. He does like one-to-ones, but I was really in the closet for years until my girlfriend bought me my medical card and then bought him, helped him buy him his. Isn't that fucking hilarious? That is funny. April and then him in like July of the same year. She was like, before I move, that was the cannabis friend I was telling you about, Rachel, the one in the beginning. Before I move, you guys are both getting medicated properly. And then she moved to North Carolina and opened up her own company. God bless her. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's pretty cool, too. I know, right? I know. She's a badass. You should have her on, too. Yeah. You know what? You'll have to link me with... Yeah, she's kind of, she's in a woo-woo. You get, you get a kick out of that. I don't know what you're into, too, but I'm oh. a cannon mom. She's a badass. You're a badass, and you're a cannon mom, so. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm in, like I said, I'm so interested in, like, all different things because I like to get to know all different aspects of life, you know what I mean? So, and I just want to, I feel like I have so much to learn, so I want to, I want that. So we'll, we'll get together on those for sure. I know, you're. I just love seeing these worlds collide with people that I know and people that I like virtually know. And I, I, that's why I love this community. And that's why I love doing things like this. I honestly, if I wasn't so busy, it wouldn't have been too crazy of me to go to Tucson and film this in front of you. Oh yeah. Because I'm just like that, you know? Well, and so I have plans eventually. I would like to be able to go to California and Nevada so when I come, I will, I will let you know. Cause my idea, there's so many different people out there I want to talk to. And like, you know what I mean? I have a lot in Arizona really luckily because that's medical. But in fact that it's like entirely legal in California gives you a, a different, uh, it's a different, the process and everything is different. Mindsets are different. You know, there's still people that have to worry about it, even though it's medical here, because there's a lot of people that can't afford to go get a medical card. Because in California, it's what, like 30 bucks or something, right? Yeah, 30. It should be. I got me for 40. My husband got his for 30. He told me later, he's like, you should have kept looking and scrolling down. Don't just go to the first one you see on Google. So there's a tip right there. Right. And in Arizona, I think it uh, runs people roughly like 350 without any type of assistance because if you have state assistance here they cut the state fee in half but still 350 bucks doesn't come easy to anybody 
Yeah, that's really outrageous. When I hear about the prices of like Ohio and yours, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? The medicine's already so fucking expensive. And then you add the fucking tax on top of it. Like you're making us go broke, you know? Yeah. We're not all growers. I wish we were. I wish I wish we still lived in that simple times where we grew our food, we grew our cannabis, everyone was healthy, we all traded shit, blah blah blah. Me That's too. Oh, <laughs> me too. I'm like, I will bring you all of these strawberries that I harvested and I just want an ounce. Yeah, take my avocados. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I would love that. And I I know it's like difficult to to wish that we could do that, but I really wish that we did a lot more of that within our country. Like, yeah, bartering and communal stuff and living on compounds. Like, why? I hate that. Like, cults always have such a bad like rap. It's like, why can't there be a cool cult cult that gets their shit together? Like, can one of you just fucking not be weirdos and just be like a commune and and just live in peace and harmony and not it's like know, steal money and like be fraudulent? It's like a a, a mindfulness retreat, yoga, growing your own food, all kinds of yeah, stuff like crystal that. Crystal healing in the morning. Like, I want that life. I want to. You know what? I know where I got that like utopia living. The glowing goddess getaway for those three days. Like I was like, I could fucking live like this. Like I can wake up and take dabs with a bunch of women and make breakfast. And we could just like, why are we not doing that village shit anymore? Like bring back the village. Yeah, it's so crazy. The village, but with dabs. Right, exactly. <laughs> for our listeners, where exactly can they find you? Oh, wonderful! I'm so glad that you asked. At the moment, um, the Mommy Jane website is under construction, but it will be, obviously, as always, www.themommyjane.com. And you can find me by the same name, at The Mommy Jane, on Instagram, on Twitter, and I want, will eventually be on WeTube as well. You're, so. You have a profile on there, yeah? I do. It's okay. the real Mommy Jane, you guys. Oh, because... People have jokes, and they think they're fucking hilarious, and they decided to create, like, every account with the version of The Mommy Jane on until I could find another one. Yeah, so good that I asked People you. Have too much time on their hands, man. Good. Don't follow the other mommy Jane. There's not even a picture on there because they're so fucking lazy they can't even make a fake account with a real picture. Yeah, that's so funny because I was like, there's only four subscribers. <laughs> oh my god, I know. Uh, at first I thought I had created one. I'm like, did I create one and forget my password? But then I used every password and email in there to send. I'm like, nope. And then I started using more names. I'm like. Oh, someone's funny. And then I started trying to find another name. Like, not even the underscores are working. Like, oh my God, people literally made like every version so I couldn't have it. Yeah, people. What's wrong with this world? <laughs> Don't make your own fucking Instagram with all that time and then do your own damn shit. I know. Well, what were they thinking? Like, oh, we're going to take your videos from Instagram and screen grab them and upload them to the weed tube. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out myself. Oh my God. I seriously don't get it. I don't get it. This is what I'm saying. Like everybody that's listening, you can be successful. It's about how you use your time and energy. Yeah. <laughs> don't go trolling people. What do you have coming up? Any events or. Oh, okay. So coming up, I'm going to be uh, traveling actually to Las Vegas for champs and back home to educate uh, Southern California on raw cannabis. And then I will be wrapping up the end of the month with a event in San Diego. It's an infused dinner. Um, and that's for Food Flower Future, which is like a really fun, relaxing, intimate event. So those of you that can join us in Southern California, I believe tickets are still available for that event. But just look for me in uh, on YouTube, on WeTube, 
on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you again so much for, you know, com- coming on the show or even responding yeah. to me. You have a lot going on. So I was really excited when you were like, yeah, I'm all about that, you know, and I really appreciate our conversation and helping what you're doing, everything, bringing people together and trying to break the stigma. Like, I know there's a lot of people in it, but it's nice to see someone who has a good following and a good community, you know, who is so positive and it's not just like, I'm, I'm doing this. <laughs> it's honestly, I, I, I'm just really in a good space right now. I was just nominated for two California Cannabis Awards, both as an influencer and an advocate. And to be seen even separately as one of those things is a huge honor. So to be able to hold that in both of this, both those in both these uh, terms in the space is just really amazing. And so thank you for having me on. Thank you for letting me share my story. And um, I would love to return the favor and have you on a live and give you an interview one of these days. Oh, yeah. I'm so inclined. I'm totally down. (laughs) Super fun. Okay, awesome. So, yeah, I'll be in touch with you on that because high times indeed. We should have have some fun on the live. Yeah, I'm excited for sure. Well, everybody else, make sure you tune in to www.kendraafterdark.com. All of the behind the scene details as well as a link to the podcast. You can check out the podcast on all the major platforms, Spotify, iTunes, and so on. Follow me on Instagram at KendraAfterDark. Oh, it's not .com. At KendraAfterDark <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, that's where I post a lot of the different reviews. And there's a Facebook page and such. But most everything goes on Instagram. And again, thank you so much to Mommy Jane for coming on tonight. And I can't wait to see what else you do and you know a lot of good good well wishes your way thank you i can't wait to meet you in person and see those cool tattoos in person oh yeah for sure i can't wait well thank you so much (laughs) you're now listening to kendra after dark